Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, support for the journey of parenting. Our children are constantly growing and every day holds new challenges and opportunities. We believe that transformed parents positively impact their children's lives. That's why it's critical we parents keep growing in every way more and more like Christ. Informed by social science and Christian faith, the Raising Parents Podcast is a practical resource to encourage and equip parents we are the ministry of Highland Park Community Church, Casper, Wyoming. One, my name is Harold Bradshaw, and I am the family ministry pastor here at Highland Park. And I am here today with a dear brother in Christ, Pastor Greg Smith. Greg, Hi, Harold. Hey, thank you for the privilege of being here. I appreciate that. It's so good. I'm so glad you're here. I've been looking forward to this. This is going to be a fun. So today's podcast is entitled Great Great Grandparenting. I'm not a great-great-grandparent. Right. We just want to be oh, clarified okay. that neither one of us are great-great-grandparents, no, no. but we want to be great-grandparents. Absolutely. If yeah. You know what I mean. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, Greg, let's start off a little bit. Tell me about your family. Tell me what, Tell me about your family and, and uh, what's going on in their lives. So, yeah, thank you. Shirley and I, my wife, have been married uh, in July. It'll be 45 years, mm. uh, almost half a century. Why, why she's put up with me for that long, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> could send her a medal. It'd probably be a good thing, but... Uh, she's a wise woman. She's she's great. Anyway, uh, we have two daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, our older daughter, Emily, uh, she and her husband, Juan Carlos, live in Bogota, Colombia. Okay. Juan Carlos is a, a geologist there, okay. and uh, is, he's originally from Bogota, and he and Emily met in college. And this is one of those deals where when he came to the dad and asked for permission to marry his daughter, I promise you, Mr. Smith, I would never take her out of the country to live. Uh-huh. And especially if we had kids, I would never take them out of the country to live. Uh-huh. Well, they've been there nine years. So okay, Carlos. How, how'd mm-hmm. that work? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's still my first and first son-in-law. Okay. <laughs> and I almost said first and favorite, but I can't because I got two. No, no you'd no, be in no, trouble with wouldn't that. Be, wouldn't yeah. be good. And so they have two daughters. Yeah. Um, the uh, the pride of our lives. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, Emily. I mean, excuse me, Catalina. The older daughter is thirteen years old. Okay, I'm not old enough, Harold, to have a thirteen year old granddaughter. Yeah. but you know how yeah. that works. I and, do. And their uh, their second daughter is Cat, uh, Gabriella, okay. uh, who's ten, and uh, just two delightful kids, and mm. uh, just love them to death. Okay. Our younger daughter, Abby, uh, she and her husband Jason are uh, Church of God missionaries in San Jose, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Okay. And, uh, so we have kind of a intercultural uh, deal in, in, in our family. You really do. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's great. Um, they have two, they actually have three kids, excuse me. Josiah is five years old. Okay. Uh, just a real wild little guy, but yeah. uh, a lot of fun. And then they have uh, twins, uh, Josiah, uh, twins, rather Rebecca and Silas. They're almost two in January and okay. uh, they keep their household hopping down there. Oh yeah. So you have, you have five grandchildren, five grandkids and two daughters mm-hmm. and who live out of country, out of country. So what did we say? Your frequent flyer miles and your uh, bank yeah, account's pretty low. I'm huh? out of both. That's yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm staying home. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, um, for those of you who don't know, so Greg, you would know my wife, Veronica, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we also have two children. Uh, my daughter, Jessica and, and, and her husband, Nick live here in Casper and, um, it's fun. I'm going to a little plug out for my daughter. She just graduated with her master's in uh-huh. mathematics. So way to go, Jesse. Congratulations. And uh, super proud mathematics. of her. Mathematics. She's a whole lot smarter than me. I'll oh, man. Right I don't know where she got that from. <laughs> Definitely not this side of the family. Mm. But uh, but an amazing, amazing young lady. And um, with two beautiful grandchildren. Yeah, I have a 14-year-old granddaughter. Uh, and yeah, that's just not right. But um, <laughs> it was incredible. Annabelle and my eight-year-old grandson, Lucas. And then my my son with his family lives out in, in, in California, in L.A., mm. um, amazing uh, daughter-in-law, uh, Nicole. 
just love her. She's so, so amazing. And then with our grandchildren, uh, Scout, Scout, and, and my granddaughter, Magnolia. And this isn't a bad time of year to be in California. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Man, I wish I was in, in California with him right now. <laughs> I miss him so much. Yeah. But um, we love our families, and that's why we're here. We love our families, and we know that those who are listening today, they love their families. And we're, we're here to, again, try to equip and, and empower families to thrive, to just um, be the best version of their, fam- of their family that God um, has for them. So we've got some fun today. We're going to spend the first half of our podcast talking a little about, about some things we've learned um, I, I'm fond of saying it this way, Greg. I was ready to be a parent when I became a grandparent. Uh, I had learned some things through some hard lessons, and again, my children had to learn along with me, and and, uh, and thank them so much for that. But um, so we've got a few things I think we, we can share with 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 our parents about from that, and then we want to talk to grandparents about this new season of life of being a grandparent. So, Greg, talk to me first. What do, what do we want to talk about to parents? Well, first of all, I am so grateful, so blessed by God uh, to have the wife and the children and the grandchildren that I have. And yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a special honor. And I agree with what you said. Uh, you know, I, I, At this point in my life, to be able to take the, the cumulative effect of my whole life uh, mm-hmm. and still be able to invest in those who are coming behind me, is yeah. uh, it means more than I can, uh, can adequately explain, explain rather. But yeah. So some of the things that kind of come to mind as, as we're talking here today, and if I were to be in a room giving some some counsel, if you would, to sure. a, to a young couple or young family with a young family, um, I would say first and foremost, um, make sure your kids know that your spouse is first. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That no daylight comes between you and your spouse. That they always have first priority in in your life and yeah. and in your time. Um, I love it. Our older daughter t- tells a story, or actually repeats the the old story. If if our family of four of us were in, in a boat. And uh, one of us had to bail out, be, be thrown over, I should say. Uh, her, her quick retort is, it sure wouldn't be mom. It'd be you, daddy, or me. <laughs> they know mom's <laughs> they first. They know mom's first. That's great wisdom. And we've tried to, yeah. I've tried to, we both have tried to maintain that through the years. And, uh, and I think our kids um, respect that. Yeah. And I'm actually seeing that modeled in their own lives a little bit, which, which gives me great, uh, great joy. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. That's, that's great wisdom. Yep. Our spouses come first. And, and letting them see that as, as, uh, as children encourages them to, to do that in their marriages as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Very good. That's a good piece of wisdom. Yeah. So I think along with that, um, and sometimes it's a cliche, but it's, it, it's really true, uh, make sure in your own lives that you carve out ad- adequate time for yourselves. Mm, self-care. Spouses first, self-care, self-care, yeah. the relationship. Um, and, you know, you might think uh, on the front end, that means oh, you got to go on a date night or vacation together, things like that. Well, we can't always do that. Time's at a premium. Yeah. But um, if I can relay back to the old days, okay, when when, when I was a young parent, when uh-huh. I was a kid, uh-huh. um, one thing, particularly when our children were smaller, Shirley and I tried to, to maintain is to get them to bed at a decent hour so that at the end of practically every day yeah. we had at least an hour to spend by ourselves. Oh, very good. Now that could be nothing more than just watching a Hallmark movie <laughs> or <laughs> okay. things of that sort, but <laughs> it was kind of our time. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was good that they weren't, the kids weren't right there with us till the last second of the day, but it gave us some time just to regroup and, to, uh, and to spend together. And, uh, I, I cherish that even after all these years. Yeah. Once again, investing in that priority relationship with your, with your spouse and carving out time to do that. Yeah. That's critical. And, and we let we let time overtake us, and that's another topic for another time, I guess. But, sure. 
But uh, just to make sure you have adequate time by yourselves, even if no more than 30 minutes or half hour, or an hour a day. That's uh, right. It's good stuff. That's right. Very good. Yeah, the airlines have that right, right? In, in the event of an emergency, the oxygen mask come on. That's it. You put your mask Absolutely. on first. Take Absolutely. care of yourself, Absolutely. and then you would be of best version of yourself for your family. Well, and with yeah. that um, comes the idea that, okay, if, if you're – if your kids are first in your lives all the time, yeah, okay, and I realize there's priorities that you have to do in short term, but if they're mm-hmm. continually and consistently the first place in your life, and and your spouse kind of takes second or third place, right? Yeah, um, you know, you can get to the time the kids are going to leave at some point in time. Sure. So they've graduated from high school, they've gone off to college or wherever, and there you are, the two of you. So who are we now? Right. Who is this person? Yep. And I'm thankful, at least in our case, well, certainly we didn't do the parenting perfectly. I wouldn't want to sure. try that. Yeah, but no one does. Shirley and I really enjoy our time together now in this empty nest phase, which I realize is another conversation, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I think part of that is because we were investing enough in our own relationship that through the years, there was not the, a, a gap that would come that we'd have to try and figure out how to fill later. No, that's great wisdom, Greg. That's, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. What else you got there? This is great. You're doing awesome. So I'm a list guy. Yeah. Okay, I love three. your list. <laughs> yeah. Number three, go yeah. for it. Well, um, I, I feel very strongly about this and, and I'm seeing it hopefully modeled in my own kids as well. But when you make those parenting decisions, yeah. okay, particularly if there's discipline involved or, or a choice of priority or things of that nature, okay, mm-hmm. make sure mom and dad that you are together on the same page yes. and that your kids cannot use one of you to, uh, to get their way or to get out of a situation, particularly a discipline situation that you've, that you put down. And if you have some differences, then settle those privately okay, mm-hmm. later yep. or beforehand okay, so that you're sure that there's nothing going to come between. And kids love to do the wedge thing. Sure, okay? absolutely. And I think that can cause some, some significant division in families. And plus it just erodes that family authority and that family respect that has to come. Mom and dad are on the same page. We'll settle it later if we have to regroup. But don't vary from that. Absolutely, Greg. You know, parenting is one of the major areas in marriage that can divide. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And so it, we spend a great amount of time in private discussing um, our parenting strategies, um, trying to get on, on a similar page because we have to be united in public with our kids. Absolutely. And, and again, they learn at a very young age, divide and conquer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and uh, remember the whole, did you ask your mom? Oh, sure I did. Yeah. And you ask mom and mom says, no, I, he or she did not say a word. That's right. You. So then we get to come as a united voice and, and try to communicate. Um, no, we're, if, we are one voice. Yeah. Or they come back at, you, back at you and say, but mom said. Yeah, but mom oh, said. Okay. Well, if mom said it, I'm saying it. There you okay. go. And yeah. if mom said it, you know what? I'm going to believe you that mom said it, and I'm going to support her mm-hmm. because um, we're, we're a team in this. And I think you raise a good point uh, in terms of prior conversations. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure how well we do with that. Right. Um, so even as we're doing the parenting thing or even approaching the parenting thing, how do we, how do we discuss strategies for that? Yeah. How are we sure beforehand? And it doesn't always happen perfectly. I get it. But yeah. how do we decide beforehand what our responses are going to be? Um, right. And even if I have a difference with what my wife might have said, okay, and right. I don't really agree with that, if something comes out, then, okay, how do we take care of that later? Right. Uh, and uh, again, like to your point, not uh, not allowing the divide and conquer thing to come. Yeah, the challenge to that, Greg, is that we oftentimes parent reactionary. Mm-hmm. We parent in the moment, and we we we're not being proactive right. when it comes. And we can anticipate certain conversations, certain events that are going to happen in the lives of our children. That we as parents need to carve out time to have conversation privately. Right. How are we going to address this in and if and when it does occur? And so, pro- proactive parenting 
versus reactionary parenting. Yeah, I like that phrase. It really makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Huge difference. This is good. And I think to that point also brings a stability to our family that Absolutely. our kids need. Yep. They're craving for that from us. Yep. And uh, if we can be together in that front, then I think things are going to go a lot better for the long term. They really are. We have a, a, a workshop coming up uh, in, in, in the next semester in spring called intentional parenting. That's mm. really um, the whole premise around it is just what we're discussing right now is that we're very intentional and very collaborative in how we parent with our children. Right. Right. Very good. I know you got one more that we want to advise to, to our, our, our young parents. What is that? Well, uh, you know, thinking ahead, yeah, okay, there's going to come a time when roles will change. Yeah. Okay. And yep. that's kind of where I am right now at, at uh, our point in life. Okay. Um, our kids are, are, have been gone from the house for several years. They have their own families and things like that. Shirley and I are approaching, not, we're not there yet, but we're approaching the aging thing. Okay? Yep. Yep. And, uh, uh, there's roles change in terms of how you respond to your grandkids. We'll get to that later, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. but one thing that I experienced in my own life with my father and, and my mother, uh, is there came a point in time in my relationship with them where out of necessity and whatever, um, I became the parent. And they became the child. And I say that very respectfully. Okay? okay. And and I keep that in the back of my own mind. So how do I prepare myself for that time, which I hope is several years down the road from now, yep. when I have to accept my kids' leadership uh, in, uh, in, in my life? Yes. And I think that begins with relationships that we build, obviously, through the years. Yeah. Okay? And how do I have that love and respect relationship with them now? Mm-hmm. And they have enough love and respect for me that when that time begins to come yep. it becomes a natural thing my, with my father particularly uh, my, my mother had died several years before in the last several years that he was alive he was close to us in proximity okay and as his health began to fail I began to assume more of that role and yeah. it was tough at first because I thought ah, I feel so disrespectful but I came to quickly realize that he needed me mm-hmm. uh, and it was a pleasure to do that for him so that kind of puts in the back of my mind, how will I respond in the same situation, hopefully several years down the road from now, but you, you, you begin to prepare yourself early um, mm-hmm. for that day and that time when it, when it comes. That's great wisdom, Greg. I'm thinking that um, if I parented my kids with compassion, if I parented my kids with patience, mm-hmm. if I gave them consideration and love, chances are pretty good that when I need that as an elderly person, as they tend to tend to me when, when I can't take care of myself, yeah. they'll give me those same attributes and I'll, I'll be so grateful for them that they'll be patient with me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's great, great wisdom. Although when I think back over the years and some of the mistakes that I made, and I yeah. made more mistakes, I think that I did things right, but not, uh-huh. not really. But uh, I think my kids would say, dad, you're up the river. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could be, <laughs> could be bad. My daughter would hide my putter from me and Ooh. say, I don't oh. know what happened to that dad. I oh. don't know where you put that's that thing. Fatal. I know that's <laughs> horrible. But, but um, so now we get to transition and talk to grandparents because uh, we are one. Right. And, right. and, um, we're in a season where we are learning as we go. We never stop learning. Um, but we know several grandparents like ourselves mm-hmm. that we can collaborate and talk with each other and say, how's it going for you? And, um, and when I think of some of the scenarios of where grandparenting is at, I see a lot of grandparents today raising their own grandchildren. Um, I see a lot of grandparents who, um, whose health are, are failing them younger than they thought it would, and they're trying to figure out how they can still be involved in the lives of their grandchildren. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit. What would we want to share with our grandparents today? Well, I think uh, one thing that I'm learning or have learned, I guess, um, is that, and this is before, hopefully before grandparents, but before we're grandparents, I should say, yeah. 
but to begin to and continually accept the culture that your your child's spouse yeah. brings into that relationship. That's well said. Uh, in in our case, I mean, it's a literal culture. Okay, from from Latin America to uh, to uh, to here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that you know that brought with its own set of challenges, language, and all those sorts of things. But I'm not really talking so much about that. But mm-hmm. is when these outstanding young men came into my daughter's lives. They brought with them, and I should say they both of them were the guys that we prayed for all through the years, and uh, were so so blessed there. Um, but when they came into our daughters' lives, they brought with them their own backgrounds, their own culture, their yes. own preferences, mm-hmm. uh, their own ways of doing things. And so in some cases, they're dramatically different, or somewhat dramatically different than what our kids were raised in, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So how do I then, as the parent of my daughters, okay? accept that and encourage that unless it's something bad okay we're not talking about that but mm-hmm. uh and to not not to try to drive a wedge between them uh, because Juan Carlos or Jason wouldn't do things exactly as I would do them and, okay uh, uh, I, I I you know we've kind of tried in in our case to adopt both those guys as our own sons which yep. has been a great absolutely. thing absolutely but they bring they bring their own family and uh, their own background into it so mm. my daughter's relationship not only with me a way of even doing things, even somewhat different in a good way, different than the ways we raise them. Yeah. Um, how do I accept that and how do I encourage that? Right. Right. Remember when we were raising our kids and we were like, I just wish they would ask me to help them understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think our children are in a place now that say, Dad, would you just ask me to help you understand? Yeah. Because um, they know things, they see things, their world is different than what we see. Mm-hmm. And if we as grandparents would come to our grandchildren and our, our, our adult children raising our grandchildren with a, with a curious, humble attitude of, this doesn't make sense to me, but this is not the world that I grew up in or raised you in. And so help me understand right. um, yeah. the, the difference of culture because it's certainly different. Yeah. It's certainly different. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. And, and with that, it comes to a thought that just came to mind as you're speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, to be available to give counsel and advice when asked yeah, uh, and to be grateful for the opportunity right. without no, w- w- under, w- while understanding at the same time that yours is advice and counsel is not directive. Your days of directing that child's life are over. That's right. And so you're now right. in a different relationship and a different role with them all the way around. Um, but I love it when um, a text comes or the phone rings or whatever and Hey, Dad, what do you think? That's such a high honor for it me. It truly is. But I know that I'm giving you just as what you asked for. Here's what I think. Here's my counsel. But you're going to make your own decision, and we will support you. Right. It's not directive. No. It's, 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 uh, and a friend of mine, years ago, I mean, it's been years before I was a grandparent. He said to me, as a grandparent, he said, Harold, when you become a grandparent, do what you can to, to continue to have a degree of influence mm-hmm. in the lives of your children and your grandchildren. Protect right. your influence. Correct. Oh, if good. if That's you good. want to make a difference, protect mm-hmm. your influence. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. What's up? What's next? So um, I think, uh, and we're learning this ourselves, yeah, but be willing to take, when it comes, the second chair. Yeah, second chair. Kids chapter. are married, and they yeah. have their own kids, whatever. And we talked about that just a, a moment ago. But yeah. uh, to to know that you're not the, the directing spouse or the directing parent anymore. Yeah. Uh, and with that, um, you know, knowing that they're going to have their own schedules, their own times, their own preferences of things. And, yeah. and I've seen so many times parents 
who have grown children with kids mm-hmm. being dominant and insistent on you have to be here, you have to do this, you have to be here at this time. Right. I remember in my own family, and boy, I have the highest love and respect and memory for my parents and my grandparents. But I do remember um, my mom's parents lived about 80 miles from us. From where okay. We grew up as kids. Yeah. And every Christmas was a stress yeah. because as great as she was, she had this dominating thing okay okay you have to be to our house on christmas day at by two o'clock or yeah. whatever the time would be yeah and i remember a significant degree of tension between my mom and my dad over yep. that um and kind of keep that one in the back of my mind and yeah. as as my parents were with me and uh as shirley's were with 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 hers okay here's what we'd like mm-hmm. okay but it's your choice and yep. how can we accommodate um we never mm. in because we lived apart from both sets of our parents for so many years, we never did Christmas on Christmas Day, but about one or two times. Okay, and so and not to dwell on Christmas, although it's appropriate for you know for uh, where we are, but yeah. um, you know what what works for all of us, yeah. and what's the most important thing? Most important thing is can we be together? And even if we can't yeah. physically be together, but not to place that level of expectation that says to our our kids and their families, okay, I'm first, not you. Yeah. Boy, it's interesting you mentioned the holidays because Veronica and I realized right off the bat, whenever um, my son-in-law, his family lives in Douglas and they have every every holiday want to be with both of us. And so we realized, you know, if we want to be with the kids, we don't get to take a directive role. Right. Um, we take the second chair and we yeah. say, what works for you? Yeah. And we will accommodate your schedule. Absolutely. Um, and, and that happens not just in holidays, but in other areas mm-hmm. of activities and events. And, and it's not a matter of um, who's in charge or who's in, it's a matter of just accommodating the, the schedules and the, uh, the challenges that every family unit have. We as grandparents now, which we're empty nesters, right. we have a lot more flexibility in our schedule than our, our children do in their busy lives with grant, with our grandchildren. So, um, it was both of, yeah. both of our kids being out of the country, yeah. just the way that it worked this year. Um, we were able to celebrate quote Christmas, close quote with them in mid November. Because oh, we okay. were able, just the way schedules worked out. We were there able to go. be in Costa Rica for a few days and then to Bogota for some time after that. And so our kids will not be physically present with us at Christmas. Okay. We won't be there. Yep. But we've been there and we are there. And uh, and so um, I can approach that day with joy knowing that our family's together. Even yeah. though on Christmas Day, we'll talk by Zoom, I'm sure, which is wonderful. But yeah. And I, I want to be careful of our time, but I know, isn't it fun to see our parents taking the lead or our, our children taking the lead? Yeah. And being responsible, mm-hmm. um, it just blesses me to, to sit back and see them manage the schedule, manage the, and, and see, we do have a priority in their lives. And, um, and, and wrestling through that is such a wonderful thing. Well, you know, one of the blessings of being a, a parent, a grandparent rather, is, is you can go home. You can go home. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them behind. Yeah. That's another conversation. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, God, you know why God gave us grandchildren. Why is that? To reward us for not killing our kids. Uh, that's probably another subject. <laughs> that's another, another, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They love it when I hear Mountain Dew and Snickers bar. I love you kids. I got to go home. There you go. And, there you uh, go. okay. We got time for one more. One more? What, okay. What, let's go. So in the same way, parents support each other and don't let any wedge come between. Grandparents support your, your children and decisions that they make, particularly as it relates to their children. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with even them. Even if you don't agree. Yeah. Once again, being that one voice that, right. that, um, what did your mom say? What did your dad say? Now I, I will confess, okay, that I've snuck mine off for ice cream with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've done, I've done that. Okay. But we've tried really hard not to ever come between or to disagree with the decision they've made yes. in front of their kids. Right. And I think, I think that's been a, oh, I know it's been a helpful thing. You know? well, it is. I've seen and know stories of, of grandparents who 
very clearly their children have communicated to that to their parents the expectations they have involving their children mm-hmm. when they are with the grandparents, only to see the grandparents blatantly disregard yeah. and do what they wanted to do, um, and and to see the confusion that happens in the life of the grandchild, the division that comes between the child and their parent, mm-hmm. um, it's it just never works, and so we. Um, have to, as grandparents, if we have um, a concern or, or an opposite opinion, we, we can, just like we do as spouses, we, we will visit in private, but we never yeah. act contrary to what um, our, our children are asking us to do. And unless, again, if it's ungodly or something, but yeah. our children are not doing that. They're just, it's a difference of, of, of opinion, a preference. And, um, and again, they get the right to parent their children. Mm-hmm as we did. And, and while they would do it different than we do, they still get the privilege to do that. And we have no right to come into the middle of that and do it contrary to their, their directive. Right. Because we're family. Yeah. And family loves and supports and cares for each other. That's right. And, uh, and, and stays on the same page. Right. And, and settles differences uh, in ways that are appropriate. Yep. I, w- I want to respect, I want to respect my mm-hmm. children and the role that they have with their, with their children. Yep. And in, in, in no way try to um, supersede that and respect them in that way. And I do want to say to my own daughters, like if you're listening to this podcast, I am so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Thankful for the relationship we, 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 uh, that we enjoy together. Right. Thank you for your marriages. Thank you for um, what you're doing with the kids. And it makes me proud. And I know that as I say that, there's also a lot of people listening to this that have had fractured experiences. And I pray for you. And I, 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 I in some cases, grieve for you. Uh, but uh, I, I'm thankful for the role that God's given me, uh, given Shirley, uh, and for the blessing that we have to carry that out Amen. as grandparents. Amen, Greg. And I think all, all, all grandparents would, would look at their children and say, I mean, they're amazing. Uh, they're not perfect. And neither were Mine we. are, aren't yours? Uh, uh, um, no. They've got a perfect father, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> but just giving grace and, and giving and, and saying, you know, I... Again, I will give a counsel. Um, I'll do whatever I can to be of benefit. But um, I want to humble, humbly confess that um, I don't live in their world. Right. I, don't, I don't raise their children. I don't right. know them for 24-7 like they do. Mm-hmm. And so I have. They, when it comes to parenting my grandchildren, they will be the experts of, of, of that relationship. And so I'm going to, even while I may not understand or even agree, I'm going to support because that's 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 my job as, as their father and the grandfather. Well, in this day and time, which our grandkids live, yeah. is so much different than even our children lived. Yeah. So parenting them now, there's challenges that we never thought of when we were raising our kids. So how do we support and respect them even in the changing, changing seasons around us? Amen. It's happening so fast. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, we're going to wrap this up. And so great, great grandparenting. I think to be a great grandparent, you must begin by being a great parent. And to be a great parent is to, to learn uh, from others. I, again, hope the podcast has been a benefit, but to seek counsel um, of those who have come before you and, and those who are coming even behind you. I'm, some of the best counsel I received from my kids while I was parenting was my kids, to, yeah. to, to listen to them. Yeah, good point. And so um, listening and learning as you go. And, uh, and again, uh, some of the things we've shared today, I think some good wisdom here. Mm-hmm. What, would you, what would your last voice today would be? Be strong. Be together and keep God first and foremost in your life. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Love your children and your grandchildren as yourselves. Amen. Greg, so fun having you here today. Thank you for the privilege. This, This is an honor. This has been a lot of fun. I'm sure we're going to do this some more. 
But uh, for now, thank you so much for joining us for Raising Parents Podcast. God bless you. God bless your family.